0: Hey there. As you may have noticed, this episode was not out on time. We can only apologise for that. It was due to some annoying logic bugs that left us with pretty much all of, well, yeah, all of Lex's audio missing. Luckily, we were able to locate it right before we sat down to re record the episode. So, this is the original recording, and once again, we apologise for the delay. Episode 14 will be out at the usual time on Tuesday, the 23rd of April. But until then, enjoy episode 13, and we'll see you next time. How, how are you doing? How how are things?
1: I'm all right. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm all right. This is going to be a fun episode. I'm looking forward to this one because this is the third time in 10 days that we've recorded. Yeah,
1: it's weird, isn't it?
0: This episode won't be going out for like another 12 days or something, like 11 days. Oh, no, I can't do the maths.
1: Hopefully, nothing crazy happens in the next twelve days.
0: Ah, oh, like air power will be a distant memory.
1: It will be, won't it? Yeah.
0: So the way I was saying this is right. When, 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 like things happen, like deaths and things, you sort of talk about it for a while. It's it's noted, and then you you leave it for a period of time, and you sort of you don't milk it, but you leave leave it to be respectful. And then in a few years you can sort of bring it up maybe as a meme or, or just as a reference a reflection of uh, how something was and then you can start building on that legacy So, um, shall we give Air Power its funeral and then uh, we
1: never mention it again or at least until like 2026 20, <laughs> uh, I don't know I feel like we're going to need to keep coming back back to it not in any major way just be like oh yeah well, you know, they've, le- they've learnt their lesson from you know, you know what Or should we just refer to it as you-know-what?
0: The you-know-what. So, in our timeline, uh, where it's still March, believe it or not, uh, AirPower has only recently died. Um, For you guys, it will be two weeks ago, and by then, Mashable will probably have reported on it, so it'll probably hit the Daily Mail, and uh, it'll be all over the internet. Um, But yeah, AirPower's dead. A few days ago, Apple did finally cancel it. They uh, didn't release it as a press release. Uh, Instead, they just reported... To a few people, sounds like TechCrunch. Pussies. Got it. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're pussies. Not TechCrunch, Apple. Um, <laughs> they, they couldn't even do a press release. They're just like, hmm, we will email these publications. and get them to break the news and hope no one notices. Um, but yeah, they cancelled it, citing inability to meet their high standards. Um, in retrospect, we were absolute fools for ever thinking it was going to come out. But I constantly ignored everyone who said it's not coming Uh, because i believed in apple because this is the first time in the modern era that they've ever done this cancelled a pre-announced product um but yeah it's it's dead it ain't coming air power ain't coming all the things over the last few weeks that i think we spoke about in the last episode all the signs where we we were convinced it was about to turn up uh yeah it it, it ain't happening what happened to air power what do you think what, what state is it in is it in a bin somewhere do engineers still have these in their homes.
1: You know what? I reckon, give it 10 years and we'll see a few prototypes pop up on eBay or iBay, whatever it's called in 10 years' time. Um, I because iBay. iBay. <laughs> Apple have bought it. They've gone back to the i moniker. Um, mm. uh, I reckon, I reckon it was very, I mean, we've spoken about this obviously in person, but to reiterate to all of our listeners, um, I definitely reckon it's pretty close to being ready. Like, uh, we, you know, There were lots of problems with it, and there were problems with it before they even started engineering it, you know, I mean, in the sort of the wireless charging community, and all the engineers were very sort of on the fence about it. A lot of people saying that trying to fit that many coils into... Such a small area is going to give you some loads of problems and more than just thermals. Obviously, these make an uh, a, um, an electromagnetic field that can mess with all kinds of stuff. Without getting too technical, and um, we could, I could spend this whole podcast getting too technical about air power, but we won't. Um, but I reckon it was probably very close to being ready. Just fell shy. Maybe, you know, we spoke earlier, it might even be a regulations thing. Um, because there are lots of regulations surrounding, obviously, any device that can obviously make an electromagnetic field um, or whether it was still, you know, the thermal issues, but I reckon it's very ready or as ready as it obviously is going to get. But, uh, you know, we've heard reports that engineers were, you know, using them in their homes and at their desks, um, you know, to, you know, test the product and, you know, things like that. Um, but yeah, I think it was pretty ready, but unfortunately, you know, they tried for months and months, but they just couldn't get over whatever this last hurdle was, I reckon.
0: I suspect it probably may have been multiple hurdles. I think they're, their their report saying well their their admission saying that it just couldn't meet their standards was probably literally it i bet it works it probably just straight up works it just had things about it that apple wouldn't be happy to shift uh ship so maybe it got really hot like we said uh, maybe its the emissions were questionable the amount of electromagnetic fields they're putting up into the air above your desk around you And your stuff, maybe it interfered with other tech you had near it. Uh, Maybe it just wouldn't start charging sometimes, or it would cut out. Or, as we maybe speculated, potentially the long-term effects of it on devices—maybe it wore them out or damaged the batteries. Who knows? Uh, But I I suspect you're right that it was pretty much done, but not something you would expect from Apple. And probably the price they had to charge—we heard anywhere between one hundred and fifty to two hundred. So whatever that obviously the materials the r&d costs and the actual manufacturing maybe warranted that price was it and they couldn't get it any lower would they then be happy selling it to customers at that kind of price uh probably not and uh, that's literally what they said it couldn't meet their high standards they canceled the project they referred to it as a project uh, rather than product i, I don't really th- i'd call it a product rather than a project because it was a A project to me sounds like, hmm, we're going to make a wireless charging mat. Here are a few concepts we have. No, they basically said, this is the product coming next year and then never showed up. Um, But yeah, I mean, moving on, as I was saying, this is the best of an old technology. Maybe it's time Apple put their energies into a future charging tech and you never know, they might do something really groundbreaking. Uh, But as I was saying, it does worry me that they, they bailed on air power what's to stop them from bailing on the mac pro now obviously two incredibly different products but now i have trust issues and uh they they didn't they haven't even shown a picture of the mac pro or it might not even be a mac pro we don't know the name we don't know details whereas air power was was a thing and they killed it off uh which worries me
1: yeah yeah Hopefully it just makes way for something even better, as you said. You know, I mean I've talked about RF charging before and I hope that's kind of where they go. That could be the next thing. Um but yeah, who knows, you know. I just hope something good comes out of it, and something more than just Apple learning their lesson of to not, you know, pre-announce products, which I'm sure they have learned, you know, I mean, you said earlier, 2017 Apple is a different Apple to, you know, 2019 Apple anyway, so I'd imagine they've definitely done, learned the lesson. They won't be planning on doing that again anytime soon, for sure.
0: Yeah, it, to me, everyone's like, oh, this wouldn't have happened if Steve's around. Uh, I'm sick of that sort of thing, because, like, Steve's dead. Steve's been dead for ages. It's a completely different company yep. now than the one he left behind. Uh, the the glory years. Just because when we had one man leading Apple in this mystical way and doing these amazing things. Yeah, sure. That was absolutely amazing. Doesn't mean Apple can't be amazing now, but under a completely different ethos and way of operation. Um, I don't care if it wouldn't have happened under Steve. The fact is it happened. Uh, but I already think this is Apple of the past. I don't think this sort of thing would happen again, regardless of whether this product had chipped or not. Um, it was all 2016, 17. Apple was odd, and they—they, uh, they, I don't know what was going on there. Um, like they, the way they brought suddenly decided to bring bring back the Mac Pro. Um, they pre-announced Air Power too early. Um, yeah, it it, it was a strange time, but they seem a lot
1: more rock solid now. Yeah, I agree. I think on the whole, Apple is in kind of a pretty solid place going into the next decade, um, which we are now. You know, this is obviously the last. um, So, yeah, hopefully they're on a stronger foot now than they were, you know, a couple of years ago.
0: Yeah, I'd say so. Um, And it sounds like the next big problem, which we'll get to in a minute, uh, like keyboard reliability, uh, sounds like that might finally be addressed this year as well. Okay, Bluing Fix It. Uh, I don't want to leave AirPower yet. <laughs> There's so much I was so to talk sure about. I was so sure it was coming. I know. I was so sure. I'd imagine they uh, they grabbed the trademark to stop. Um, now that it's dead, the first thing people would do is, hey, let's make a copy product yep. and call it AirPower. Yep. So that, that's what's happened there. Yeah. Um, then I can't believe, as I keep saying, I can't believe the AirPods did because when they shipped everyone's like and then we quickly realized that they lots of these including my pair uh were manufactured in September 2018 and they've been sitting around for ages um and we suspected there was something missing from the iPhone keynote back in September and it sounds like uh yeah it was the AirPods and um that's that leads me to speculate there was one final hurdle with AirPower that they at the last minute decided they might be able to pull off and they decided to delay the AirPods. And when these ships last week, people were saying, this either means Air power's about to come out or never going to come out. And we all sort of assumed it meant, oh, it's finally happening. Uh, but nope, it's uh, it, it dead. They decided it's dead, so they shipped the AirPods. And uh, that, that's that. I still don't understand why that 10s picture on AirPower ever existed. I can't really figure that out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess they were just... Oh, hoping and assuming, not assuming, but, you know, yeah, definitely hoping, obviously, that they can ship it and get it working. And, you know, you don't, you know, obviously a big company like this would obviously preempt any products they're going to launch. So it makes sense to update the promo art while it's still on the cards. I'm sure there's plenty of promo art for products that never, you know, wouldn't never see the light of day um, that's sitting in a vault somewhere.
0: Um, But it really does sound like they were banking on
1: this actually turning up. I think they were. I think they really were. I don't want to say Apple's hubris got the better of them, but there was But I think they really tried hard. here. They really tried, and they just couldn't do it, which, well, I don't think they're used to that. It's dead. It's dead. I, I I want to talk about it more, and I want to talk about the difficulties they faced, but it's dead. Let's just move on. It's gone.
0: It's not coming, and uh, we can. we can't do much about it.
1: All we can say is that we hope that something in that line is coming they've shift focus and maybe they're working on something else that would be uh, that's what I'd like to believe that is my takeaway that's what I'd like to take away from this
0: I think that is pretty much certain honestly but it will be a a long time till we see anything I think like we're talking multiple years
1: yeah yeah I mean obviously that you know they said I remember I actually watched the keynote um recently um when they announced it and that you know they're working obviously with the uh uh with the chi board of whatever they're called um you know the obviously standard chi standard yeah that's the one um and obviously you know i'm sure they've they've hired people specifically you know obviously wireless um you know charging engineers and stuff like that you know specifically for this product what are they going to do with those people now you know?
0: They acquired a whole firm. They yeah, they did, didn't New they? acquired a New Zealand-based startup. <laughs> yeah,
1: what are they going to do with all those people? You know? They can't just... Well, I mean, they can't just lay them off, but, you know, you might as well use them. My earliest memory of this is
0: when the, the uh, 2017 iPhones were rumoured to get air power, um, air power wireless charging like in the middle of the summer 2017. And the news broke that the Apple charging pad won't be ready at launch. <laughs> but it wasn't clear whether they'd use Qi. So it was like these phones, everyone assumed it probably wouldn't because of Apple. So it sounded like they'd launch these phones with a feature that wouldn't be ready at launch. Everyone's like, that's ridiculous. Oh, little did we know.
1: <laughs> could you imagine? Could you imagine if they did launch those phones in 2017 that only supported air power? <laughs> air power to never come. They literally did it with
0: the watch, though. Oh, that's a there good are point. Two generations of Apple Watch that support, that support air power that, that,
1: that don't that, support Qi uh, that, no. well they sort of support they don't support Qi but if you whack a Series 3 on a Qi mat sometimes it will charge maybe
0: I think it really depends it really depends on the tech the pad is using
1: yeah I, I don't think I haven't actually tried it with a Series 4 I have to try that out at some point no
0: I remember when the 3 first came out That's when I, that's the only time I saw it
1: yeah yeah Okay, let, let's move on from air power and inductive charging. Let, let's talk about well, the last something thing was... depressing. Okay, can we well, the last, last... last point.
0: Last thing I was going to say about it is, um, obviously, the only genuine negative harm this has had, and hopefully it won't become too widespread, is like we saw in that BBC article we found a couple of days ago. If you don't understand what air power is, and 99% of the population probably wouldn't, It sounds like it's just a charging pad that you can buy for $10 on Amazon, right? Um, And this makes it sound like Apple can't make a charging mat. Uh, Obviously, AirPower is so much more than that, but it it is negative press. But I don't think it's going to be picked up on
1: too much because no one seemed to remember this thing was coming in the first place. So, yeah, hopefully, hopefully it just sort of disappears and loses traction. I think that's best for everyone at this point. Yeah, totally. Blowing fix it. Let's do a little bit of blowing fix
0: it. Go for it. What have you done? Lex, what have you done? Because you promised you would... You, 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 everyone's waiting for you. you. You promised you'd have something to talk about. Do I you have anything promise. to talk about?
1: I do not. No, uh, because we're recording this okay. so early. So that is your fault for having a birthday in April. Yes. Um,
0: somewhat. Uh, yeah, okay, Entirely. so you've let us down. Uh, no, 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 no. Your birth has let us down. Completely, no. No, you've 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 gone and done it yourself. Uh, you haven't spent your free time. You had literally days to to play with broken Max, and you chose not to. I, on the other hand, once again have something to talk about. Okay. Yes. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. Yes. Yes. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Um, I bought that grape G3 this this evening. Um. So I I've bought my eighth iMac G3 because it's been over a month since I bought one and I was getting withdrawal symptoms. Uh, This iMac G3 turns on but then immediately shuts itself down again. That's my understanding. I'm yet to collect it. Um, From my preliminary search, uh, it sounds like it could be near on anything wrong with it. Uh, But a common fault with the iMac G3 that I wasn't aware of is where something called the, uh, flyboard, is it a f- flyback, flyback, uh, I'm just looking it up, flyback transistor?
1: Flyback transformer.
0: That's it, um, which drives the CRT display, and it can fail in these, and it can lead to funky stuff happening, which I'm suspecting this could possibly be a contender for what's wrong with my graphite one, either that or the graphics card. Um. But when the iMac G3 does its boot, like most computers, it does a hardware test, and if it if anything fails, it, it won't boot, maybe resulting in an error message, or a shutdown, or a kernel panic, and uh, if it detects this thing ain't good, it will pretty much straight away shut down. A thing you can do, though, is if you disconnect this from what I've briefly read, uh, and then connect a... External monitor via the VGA out port that's hidden round the back of these things under a flap. uh, It will boot if this is the problem uh, to the external display, and then you know what the problem is. And if this is the problem, it is not the best of news. It's not impossible to fix, uh, but they are hard to find. And probably the easiest way of sourcing one is finding another broken G3 with a working one of these and moving it over but we will see uh, it cost me £18 and it is literally like half an hour away so I am happy to to take the gamble um, either way I think I will get something out of it whether it's a working grape iMac G3 uh, who knows but I feel like I'll get something out of this for £18 I mean I can spend that in prep so that was <laughs> yeah. my thinking yeah. yeah, I'd rather have a useless Grape iMac than some some food. Um, Cool. So that's Blowing Fix It. I will keep you all updated when, by the time the next episode comes out, which is near on a month from now on our timeline. Oh my god. uh, I I will have an update for you. But until then, we'll uh, hold tight guys. We will see. I'll buy someone a coffee if I haven't done anything by then. Will that be me? You don't buy me buy me drinks anymore.
1: I don't buy myself drinks anymore. I don't have any money. We've, we've covered this.
0: Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Shall we talk about something depressing?
1: Yeah, let's go back to depressing, shall we? This has been a good show thus far. Yeah, this is great. This is cheery. <laughs> it is, um... isn't it? <laughs> surprise,
0: surprise. Keyboards. Guess what, Lex? Guess what? The, 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 the condom keyboards. They're still broken.
1: Hold on. So you're saying you can't just, like, put a bit of plastic on a problem and fix it?
0: No. Most of the time you can't. Huh. Sometimes you can. Like, if if you've got blisters, you can just stick a
1: plaster over them. I mean, arguably, it isn't the plaster that's solving the issue there. It's your own, you know, immune system and obviously, you know, white blood cells. And In stuff. fact, that is the most perfect analogy I could come up with. Yeah, they've just stuck a plaster on the problem. <laughs>
0: yeah. Because. All this did was fix the problem for a short period of time. (laughs) Um, So the third generation butterfly keyboards uh, that were introduced in the summer on the 2018 MacBook Pro, and they are on the MacBook Air now, the 2018 MacBook Air, feature a sort of silicon membrane around the keys to stop dust getting in there. No, sorry, sorry, it was to make them quieter. Um, It was to make them quieter. Uh, But uh, it also, as a happy, happy accident, stopped uh, dust getting under there and breaking the keys. Um, the reason this is in follow-up is because we briefly mentioned a while ago how I actually came across a MacBook Air that was having keyboard issues. Um, and obviously that has the third-gen butterfly key. And now Apple have acknowledged that customers are having still having issues. A small amount, apparently. A small amount. Um but it's still affecting their third-generation keyboard. Uh, they're not in any REP yet, because obviously all these until the summer, all these third-generation keyboards are under warranty. I fully expect them to get added to the REP in the summer, but I think, I think this generation of keyboard is just doomed to fail. The butterfly keys, it's not going to be sorted. Uh, yeah. I suspect this 16-inch MacBook Pro will be the first thing to get a redesigned keyboard. I think to. I think we can just write this off just straight up. There's there's no hope for these keyboards anymore.
1: Yeah. Um, I must admit, what is interesting is that obviously your anecdotal um, is was also obviously the MacBook Air. And this article that we've got linked here, and we'll link in the show notes as well, because it's f- very well done, um, is also a MacBook Air. I wonder if there's anything to that, or it's just chance. Interesting. Uh, maybe it's really affecting them. I don't know. I mean, I, I, as you said, it's the same keyboard. You know, maybe there's something else at play here. Because um, I must admit, I haven't seen... The only issues I've seen with these is with the airs. Again, uh, we haven't actually Obviously, The only one I've seen physically was the one that you saw. Um, but the ones I've been reading about... Weirdly enough, I don't. I can't remember. I may be wrong, but I actually can't remember a twenty eighteen MacBook Pro having these issues. They all seem to be Airs. No,
0: neither can I. Neither can
1: I. They all seem to be Airs, and I don't know if that's pure coincidence or just the Airs have been so popular because obviously there are, uh, obviously the, the the new Air, so the, you know everyone's bought one. Um, but they do all seem to be Airs. Yeah,
0: it's probably a mixture. But it's amazing the amount of times I go to use a customer's laptop for a completely different reason. And I go to type on the keys and realize they're stuck. And the yeah. customer hasn't acknowledged this problem. They don't probably don't know it's a thing. I have one of these. I have the first Chen Butterfly keyboard. I've never had any issues with it. It doesn't get much use. And I, like, baby all my stuff. Um, but it's amazing how quickly, uh, sorry, how much I notice... That's keys are sticking on customers' devices. Yep. It, this is incredibly widespread.
1: Yeah, both my fathers and my sisters have done it, and they're twenty seventeen ones. Um, yeah, yeah, they've they've both done it as well.
0: Yep, it's, it's it's very widespread, but the numbers would never reflect that because even if the numbers for repairs are high, not everyone's going to notice this as a problem. Um, but yeah,
1: <sighs> not good, man. Not good disappointing it is a real shame because I actually I must admit I quite like using them actually I know lots of people don't like the keyboard um, I do too I really do like them yeah Holly's got the 2018 MacBook Pro so with this obviously this third gen keyboard and not only oh so the quiet one yeah the quiet one um it is actually quieter it's got this weird like there's slightly slightly more resistance they're less clicky but more spongy obviously because of the uh, you know the silicon flaps and it does actually feel nicer to use um i actually i prefer it's my favorite butterfly keyboard they've they've produced and i actually do quite like using it I and mean, i don't use it a great deal because obviously it's her laptop but from time to time um yeah and i do actually quite like it. it's just a shame that they're awful in every other way yes
0: shall we talk about something good
1: Let's talk about something good and Apple making a productive and uh, progressive move.
0: A mad move. Uh, Maybe. So this is this is monumental, actually, as far as I'm concerned. Yes. The third generation un-Apple. Apple TV is about to get a software update.
1: The third
0: generation. So this isn't the one running tvOS that didn't do 4K. This thing runs TV system software or something. Nonsense. I don't think it's been updated since December 16, something like that, it might even be 15. Um, but it is getting an update, and this update brings the redesigned TV app to it. Now, this isn't just the redesigned TV app, this is the first time that this TV has had a TV app. It, I use one of these on a daily basis. I have one in my bedroom, the one that used to be in the living room until we got our Apple TV 4K. It's fine, it does everything I need, but the most infuriating thing is, it doesn't have any of that integration with the TV app. So I have to like dig into iTunes, go into TV shows, go into purchase, find something I've bought, or go into Amazon Prime, and then it resumes, it syncs up over the cloud, but nowhere near as sleek as it would if it had the TV app. And this TV is getting it in a software update in presumably May, when the redesigned app comes out. Uh, so this is obviously Apple trying to bring Apple TV Plus to as many customers as possible even people on 2012 hardware. I really applaud this. This is absolutely brilliant. I can't believe they've done it. Honestly, I would never have s- predicted this. This is next level weird for Apple. It um, is. But I am... Um, this, And it actually, usually this sort of old backwards compatibility stuff that happens never impacts me. But for once, it impacts me and I love it. <laughs> yeah. I think... Like, I almost figured mm-hmm. out how to install the beta. But I didn't want to go through the hassle. I can wait till May.
1: Yeah, I really wouldn't bother if I were you. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I think on connected, uh, I think Mike Hurley was saying that it makes sense. For, you know, with a product like this, they need to have a f- you know the fewer the barriers, the better. And it's obviously a big reason, obviously, why we you know we're going to see obviously. Uh, this TV service come to obviously Roku sticks and Fire TV sticks as well, and again, so you know the less barriers to entry, the better. It's only good for them, um, so it's in their best interest to do this. But it's incredibly unApple like, you know, to go back and as you said, twenty twelve hardware, twenty twelve. What were you doing in two thousand and twelve, Jack?
0: Um. Wow. All right, let's let's think. I was I owned an iPhone four until the very end when I got the iPhone five. Um had I started GCSEs? I started GCSEs at the very end of twenty twelve. Yeah. About the same time I got So this was pre GCSE. Oh my. I was drinking lots of coke and wearing shirts. Yeah.
1: Drinking lots of coke and wearing shirts. Yes,
0: that is coke what I shirts, was doing. Shirts and coke. I just had a little, a little <laughs> crisis. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I no. was. I
1: think I was banging out Halo Reach. It was a good game, probably my favorite of all of them. Actually, Halo Reach was the, was a game.
0: I was at boarding school by then already, so I was Ouch. already not playing games. I was playing. What did I play? Oh, a lot of Minecraft. A lot and a lot of GMod. Um, I never
1: played that. Yes.
0: It's not, that's a game I never. Well, played. Gary's mod. Yeah, never. It was overrated. You basically you'd have to get a bunch of your friends together on Skype and then yeah. just mess around in it. Honestly, it'd probably
1: be more fun now. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. I can see that. I mean, I watched a few like I think uh, Yogscast back in the day. You know. Yeah, I used relevant. to
0: watch a a lot of Yogscast. They, they, they
1: were good. They were good. Um. Are they
0: still oh, around? Man, I want to play Minecraft. Yeah, yeah, they are. They are, but they focus now more on, as far as I'm aware, from what I've briefly seen of them occasionally, uh, AAA titles and stuff like that.
1: I mean, it makes sense. That's where the money is.
0: It makes a lot of sense. But when they when they started, they were all about the like indie games. Oh, Lex, I really want to get back into Minecraft. I I used to love it. Should we do it?
1: Should we? Should we do so? Oh, oh, I won't. Spoil I've had for a this. Minecraft
0: server running since August. And
1: no one's logged into it except me. Back in August, it's constantly up. Seriously, mm-hmm. should we? Should we? So obviously, you know, we you know don't. We're not going to divulge our secret plans to our to our listeners. We're like Apple. Yet. In yeah, fact, we, we're, we're not we... like
0: Apple because we don't preannounce <laughs> things.
1: <laughs> we just we subtly allude. We have alluded to to two other projects in the past. None of them have 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 uh, you know uh, appeared yet, but they will do. Maybe we should start another project of, of of the best way to game on a Mac without boot camping or maybe you can boot camp maybe we should let people boot camp we can like take them through our trials and tribulations of boot camping windows on a Mac
0: or we could buy the most powerful power pc mac we can find oh my god and do some gaming on it like retro mac gaming as a podcast like Retro Mac gaming on a podcast.
1: Two things here. Do you think that's a good... Gaming on a Mac is niche enough. Gaming on a power PC Mac, even it with it being the most powerful one you can get your hands on. Hmm, that is very niche. Very niche.
0: Shout out to the Power PC Hub on Instagram. Go follow <laughs> it, it.
1: It's. I'm kind of sad that uh, that iMac Pro I've got isn't a, a G5. Get that, baby. You have an iMac... You own an m- iMac Pro? Sorry, Mac Pro. I'm tired. <laughs> Shh. It is literally quarter to 11 right now, okay? And we are halfway through this thing. Not even. Shall we do some nanotopics? Let's do some nanotopics. Boop, boop,
0: So, the Apple TV, following the Apple TV Plus announcement, got some rebranding. So, obviously, we have Apple TV 4K, and then we've had the fourth generation Apple TV on sale for ages, which is somewhat confusing in itself. Because both of these have the number 4 in their names. <laughs> um, but the fourth generation Apple TV has now been renamed to Apple TV HD. So you got HD and 4K. Makes perfect sense. Uh, but it goes deeper than that. The remote app on iOS has, as of 12.2, has lost the TV icon branding. Uh, which has now moved over to the TV app, actually. Um, but it's become a little icon of the Siri remote. Apple TV is now a wider product category, and the boxes are 4K and HD. They're the products, um, and the TV, Apple TV is a is a whole service, a, a package. Uh, but the, when you say Apple TV now, Apple don't want you thinking of the hardware product. They want you to be thinking of the entirety of it. So the TV app experience, channels in the app, the boxes are just Apple TV 4K and HD to a nice way of accessing these services. And obviously you've got TV Plus, which is where you pay even more money and get these super high quality uh, productions. So it's, uh, and as I said, in retrospect, we could have sort of seen some of this coming in the 12.2 beta when the icon was for the remote was changed in Control Center. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's interesting to me. The TV, this is another attempt at taking the TV up from being a hobby to a, a killer product. I mean, for the last few years, they've they've, Given four software spots at WWDC, one of which is tvOS, even when they have literally nothing to say about it, they still (laughs) say, onto tvOS. They really want to push this thing, and this is just another attempt at taking it out of the hobby category. Will they this time? Probably, but I wouldn't
1: bank on it until it happens. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like gaming on the Apple TV. Every couple of years, they have a good shot at it. Maybe this time, they'll actually do it with Apple Arcade. With arcades. Hopefully.
0: Yeah, I think arcade's very promising. It
1: is by far the most promising step into gaming that Apple have ever taken. So, fingers crossed.
0: Honestly, I'm really hyped for arcade.
1: So hyped. Me too, I must admit. I I keep thinking about it, and it's by far the biggest thing from that keynote for me. Um I really, I really just wanted really to hurry up and get it to here. Work. <laughs> Me too. I, I'm I want it more than anything else, uh, with the exception of Apple Card. But I only want Apple Card because I'm a bit of a narcissist. Explain how how does having a credit card make you a narcissist? Having a nice titanium credit card with nothing on it other than my name definitely makes you a bit of a narcissist. I feel like I would sacrifice the cash back sometimes just so I could pull that thing out.
0: Yes, honestly, I would. I so would. Totally. Oh, I'd no. You're going somewhere I'd new. I'd you're sacrificing like, hmm. the cashback. <laughs> You'd sacrifice the cashback. I don't
1: need the cashback. I mean, notes it's nice and all, but I need that titanium card, Jack. Shall we do some topics and uh, let's st- let's see how many of these
0: we can get through before we get bored? Because there's a few on here that I don't know how long i are going to take and they've been piling up here. Yeah. i actually. Done a little bit of a clear out, deleted a few that are just irrelevant now. Yeah. Um, let's talk about something really cool that is somewhat irrelevant. This is from January. It's <laughs> April tomorrow. Well, when this episode comes out, we'll be well into April. Um, let's talk about the annual Bloomberg iOS report. So last year, this is why I've kept this in there. Last year, Bloomberg reported in January. That's why I call it annual. That's Mr. Craig at Apple had held a little meeting and said, slow down, guys, let's work on stability. And all the cool things we were going to put in iOS 12, that can go in 13. Turns out that was exactly what happened. This January, Bloomberg did another report. So I'm going to take this as accurate information. And it's all very exciting stuff. So the big highlight of iOS 13, to silence all the people on the internet, uh, the big thing will be a dark mode. Something I'm not interested
1: at all in the slightest. (laughs) Yeah, it's such like a a surface level perfunctory feature, which I guess is nice. And like the two times a month I'll use it for when I'm up late for some reason on my phone. Um, Yeah. I'd only probably use it for battery saving. Like... If True. it's pure black, yeah, I mean, on you watch a, you it know, won't be pure black. Lovely having OLED displays, I guess.
0: But I don't like pure black. Any app that offers the choice between pure black or grey, I always go for grey. Like Overcast has its lovely grey mode. Twitter has it, but Twitter's always had it as their dark mode, and recently they've introduced a pure black, and I still don't use it. Yeah,
1: I, I, I kind of agree. I think it depends on the app and what I'm, what it does for me. Um, I, I do get you. I know. It reminds me, to be honest, um, back of my Android days, when sort of everything you had the option and everything had a dark mode, because Android, um, done to varying degrees of... Well, very long time. Stock Android was primarily black. Yeah, um, and especially HTC's Sense overlay that they put over Android was very dark as well. Um, The vast majority of it was, so... Uh, yeah, I, it take, whenever, I see, whenever I see an app that gives like a pure black uh, dark mode um, to obviously take advantage of these OLED displays it does sort of bring me back to my HTC I'm like this is weird
0: like, it'd be one of those things that when we have the beta in the summer we'll put on our phones because yes um, and we'll probably run the dark mode all through summer to be like look I've got the beta and by and the time it done. comes out we'll never use it again literally what happened with Mojave dark mode yeah, I don't use it. Yeah, no, not at all. I'm not a fan in the slightest, but I ran it for a bit in the summer. Um, so other than dark mode, which sounds like it's probably finally happening. Uh, <laughs> improvements to CarPlay. <sighs> improvements I really to hope the that yawn was topical. Yeah, it was.
1: <laughs>
0: oh, it's late. Um, there are improvements to the CarPlay interface expected. Uh, I've never genuinely. I've never used it.
1: I haven't either. I really want to. Um, I. It's
0: honestly a requirement for my next car. Like, I when I look for it, I will be looking for on the CarPlay.
1: Yeah, I think. Um, I don't know if you the Ask ATP. I think it was from last week uh, when they were asking Marco what it's like developing uh, Overcast for CarPlay, and he was like, Mm, "Yeah, I've listened to that one." Yeah, it's all very samey same. Like, it's it's very structured, and I feel like i imagine carplay is a very dumbed down and basic experience where everything looks the same um and functions the same as well which is good because obviously that's kind of what you want you don't want this confusing you know interface in your car so i guess and that's exactly what carplay offers it offers a alternative to the often confusing and awful ui experiences that lots of car manufacturers love to stick in their in- infotainment systems um somewhat like the apple tv Uh, Yeah, I would imagine so. But, you know, he was almost describing it as, you know, you just get these, like, pre-populated table views and stuff, and you just plug in the information, and there you go. Yep. I mean,
0: the only car in the household that can do it can't do it because you had to spec it, but it's there, and it just needs a software update. And every time my dad's inquired to any dealerships about doing said software update, they seem to don't understand what CarPlay is. But that car also happens to have the best... Manufacturer infotainment I've ever seen on a car. What, so I kind of just kind of want. That's the Alfa Romeo. Really, it's, I don't think it's be good. infotainment is is really good and makes a lot of sense. Believe it or not, Huh. I did it's not expect really, that from really, Alfa Romeo of all. No, people. it's it's really good, and it's the only one I don't really feel the need for car playing. I really um, don't
1: like. Um, Mercedes's old infotainment system but I really want to try out and see how this new MBUX works because it looks interesting but I hope it's not just the same thing but just prettier if that makes sense I mean the the old one is
0: bare bones ass like so yeah.
1: bare bones
0: it works really well but it's bare bones um, yeah it's a uh, car infotainment it's a fascinating subject
1: it is really interesting. I find it interesting. Um, like all these... <sighs> it's where worlds collide. It is, and it's really odd. Wow. Well. it well. It, it just doesn't really work very often. Not many people get it right. Um, yeah, it's weird. It is weird. Um, I don't know. I feel like they just need to hire some good people, surely. Like, how difficult can it be to sort of... Uh, I don't know. I can't... I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's just pushback
0: from car manufacturers. It's resistance to the tech companies, I think. I think that's what it is. CarPlay and Android Auto. They're they're sort of as, w- as far as they're willing to go for some reason. But anyway, we can talk about CarPlay some other time. Uh, other big things expected in iOS 13 are big iPad upgrades. Um, doesn't go too much into that. We assume we'll get external storage support. Uh, Have you heard much else, what we might get for the iPad? Specific to the iPad?
1: Not really. Um, There seems to be some rumours about general iOS updates to sort of multitasking and expanding on that, so I would hope that would come to the iPad, but in a bigger way, especially on the 12.9 because you've got so much screen, so much screen real estate to play with. Why limit yourself just to, you know, two apps at the same time? Obviously, technically three if you have the overlay. Um, But There's so much screen, you know, just let me kind of do more with it. So hopefully something like that. Um, But I can't say I've heard anything specific.
0: Yeah, uh, no, me neither. Um, So there are other things that we've heard about for iOS 13. uh, To have multiple instances of the same app. So you could have tab support, how they implement this, who knows. But you might be able to say have uh, two on the left screen. You'll have Twitter, your timeline open. And on the right screen, you'll have Twitter mentions open. At the moment, you can't do that. The only app you can do that is Safari, where you can have two tabs open side by side. Um, And it sounds like that's coming to third-party apps. In fact, I would be incredibly surprised if that doesn't happen. That was heavily rumored for 12 until they said it was getting pushed back. uh, And it's still rumored for 13. I think that is pretty much locked in and will be a major boost in productivity. I agree with you, I'd like to see a little overhaul of the multitasking interface, because the thing about the, inter- the multitasking interface as it is, since it was g- introduced in iOS 11, is it's, it's hard to discover how it works. Once you master it, it's really intuitive, and pretty much anything you want to do works. You can go grab an app from Spotlight Search or something, and think, can I do this? Oh, wait, I can. It's almost too simple with very poor discoverability um so i would just like a little bit of a note of rethinking of it but fundamentally it's fine um but it does need a little bit of work um and another thing we've heard obviously in, if we get improve in file storage sorry external storage support on the ipad probably improvements to the file app uh but the big big thing is uh there will be a new home screen this is what we've heard uh since Pre the the twelve pushback. Whether this will come to the iPhone or just the iPad, who knows? No one seems to know what that means. New home screen. Does it mean we put widgets on the home screen? I kind of hope not. That's something Android were doing about ten years ago, and kind of isn't what I want anymore. Because the widgets dream hasn't really gone to plan on iOS. I like them, but I don't really want them on the home screen. But at the same time, the, the grid springboard is outdated, especially on the 12.9-inch Pro. More likely, will we... we'll get something, but I, I just, I don't know. and No one else seems to know. Will we get a new icon set? Probably not. I doubt it. But as we've said in previous episodes, this is now, this icon set will, with this release will have been around just as long as it had the iOS 1 to 6 icon set. I don't think Apple are in a position right now where they want to go about completely redesigning everything again. Um, But I could see some changes to the design language. Uh, But it does sound very cool. Um, It sounds like 13 is going to be the biggest one since 7, I'd say. Yeah,
1: I'd say so. Uh, Especially, you know, external, like, outside-in features-wise, for sure. Um, I'm quietly optimistic about it. Um, I... I, you're right, the, you know, the grid springboard system is just really old at this point, and it it does need something doing with it, and I agree, widgets isn't the way forward, at least I don't think so. Um, There's a place for them, but I don't think that's on your home screen. Um, I remember, I think we were talking ages and ages ago about maybe a sort of a Siri shortcut forward slash, uh, like, something into a Siri watch face, Um, something like that. That would be cool,
0: I think. That's what I'd like to see. And then all your apps live in, like, the app drawer from Android. Uh, like, Launchpad. Bring Launchpad to iOS.
1: But at the same time, I think that, uh, you know, that, for example, couldn't be the solution for a 12.9-inch iPad Pro. You know, that would be ludicrous, um, I think. Uh, I don't know. It, it's a difficult one.
0: If you wanted me to put money on it, I'd say we're probably going to end up with widgets on the home screen. Yeah. A bit like Android. Something that we kind of expected to happen in seven has just never turned up. Yeah, I also suspect the iPhone home screen will fundamentally stay the same. I think this is mostly going to be for iPads. Once upon a time, that would have totally. annoyed me, but now I'm more interested in the iPad user experience than the iPhone, because the iPhone has very much become a, uh, I was going to say a tool, but so, so that's happened to the iPad as well. For me, I get more nerd nerdy joy out of using the iPad and how that's. The, the product development of that than the iPhone. The iPhone is the thing that lives in my pocket and I use it for on the go communication, whether that's through social media.
1: I get my satis I get more satisfaction out of using my iPad Pro than I do my phone. Yeah. No question.
0: I I would not be bothered if the home screen stayed the same on the iPhone. In fact, it kind of wor- it's kind of perfect on the iPhone. I don't feel every time I look at it. I don't think this is old. Whereas
1: on the iPad. Or it's a poor waste or it's a poor use of space or anything like that. Yeah. I think the iPad is in much bigger need of, a, of an overhaul than, than the iPhone is. Hopefully, Apple see it that way as well.
0: Cool. So iOS 13 sounds pretty damn good. Mac OS 10.15, on the other hand, we've heard nothing. Um, uh, well, it's going to be focused around Marzipan. Uh we're not yeah. getting I mean, basically but Mac OS updates aren't that. That <laughs> seems big. to be about it to be honest. That's probably it. It'll just be Marzipan.
1: Yeah. Um all we know about Mac OS is what Apple has told us, um already. Which is Yeah. Um And looks like we're gonna be playing more games on our Macs, maybe. Who knows? Um
0: Sounds like it. 27 inch yeah. 5K iMac. I'd love to play some Apple Arcade games on it. It sounds brilliant, actually. <laughs> like, it really, does.
1: Sounds really nice. Really good to you chill. Well,
0: chill back with a Nimbus controller. And
1: just. Hopefully, you're not still running uh, vintage hardware by then, huh? Uh,
0: chances are I will be.
1: <laughs> yeah, chances I are you will be. I highly
0: doubt. Come September, or well, this one, I assume Arcade will be launching. I will have a Mac Pro. I highly doubt that. Um. Put it this way, like I was saying earlier, while I genuinely believe the iMap sorry, the map pro is still coming, if it doesn't get announced at WWDC in the keynote, ooh, people are gonna be concerned after air power. Like it doesn't have to be announced in the keynote. Like put it this way, before they cancelled air power, if it hadn't got if you'd said to me, Will you be annoyed if it doesn't get announced at WWDC, I'll be saying, I'm disappointed, but there was no real Solid evidence to suggest why it would be announced at WWDC. But it was just the assumption. Now after AirPower's death, I will be somewhat more worried than I am now about the future of the Mac Pro.
1: Oh dear. Yeah. We, we'd put AirPower to bed, Jack. What are you doing?
0: I'm sorry. I'm just worried. I want this computer.
1: Don't mention those words. The Chi map shall not be named.
0: The g coils likes coils go sit in the thermal corner um <laughs> yeah
1: i did laugh at that also you've got to put the uh the 2019 Octacore 27 inch imac in there as well because i can't imagine that's gonna be great
0: that's gonna be a hot boy
1: that is gonna be a hot boy a hot noisy boy
0: oh goodness me
1: Part of me wants to like spec one from Apple and, and, and get it and then be like, actually, you know what? Send it straight back because I know exactly what it'll be like.
0: Stress test it for one day. Honestly, I back.
1: really want to. I can't wait for all the Linus tech tip videos and, you know, crap like that.
0: Apple broke my iMac Pro. Did they now, Linus? <laughs> it,
1: it took off because of... because it <laughs> it, it, The fans were sucking in so much air, it actually took off.
0: <laughs> oh goodness! All right, let's talk about the next thing we should talk about. Is something positive but also non-eventful. Um, back again, back from January. There's a theme here. I'd also like
1: to ask is whether just to double check if this is still the case because this was the end of January. This was reported.
0: Oh god, it probably isn't. I just p- wanted to leave it in because it proves a point <laughs> that the iPhone. T- like, yeah. This is a distant memory. There was a time when people were saying the iPhone ten was a disappointment sales wise.
1: Yeah. In a nutshell the iPhone 10 was doing pretty well, and we'd assume it still is.
0: Yeah. Uh over the past fiscal quarter, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> end of twenty eighteen
0: <laughs> nearly forty percent of iPhone sales were iPhone in the US. Uh, well, iPhone 10R, and the 10s Max and the 10s combined accounted for just over 25% in the states. So to put it simply, the 10R was dominating sales of the 2018
1: lineup. Two to one doesn't at all surprise me.
0: Oh yes, this is where this chart came from. So yeah, in December 2018, um, the 10R by far is the best-selling iPhone, followed by the 10s Max. And then the XS is quite small, actually, compared to the XS Max. In fact, that's the bigger surprise. Um, it's I close- would say so, yeah. Closely followed by the 8 Plus, uh, which is about joint with the 8. And then the 7 Plus is selling the least, kind of like it used to be the 6S Plus, selling the least. The 7 Plus is a strange phone. I'm not sure who would go into Apple right now and buy the 7 Plus. Um, and then the 7 still has a considerable, honestly, almost as big as the XS, the 7.
1: Um, yeah, it is, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. I mean, it kind of makes sense, because, I mean, if you want a normal-sized phone, you accept that they don't exist anymore, so you get, obviously, a bigger one, um, and faced with the price of 999 or $749, for veritably little difference to most people, the ten R just makes so much more sense over the XS, and the people that buy the XS Max don't want the XR, because it's not big enough. You know, it's a pretty simple, personally, I think, it 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 totally makes sense, and I'm not surprised, but it makes you, it gives you pause for a second, and makes you think, huh, but then you, then it quickly clicks, I think. The XS is a weird phone. Yeah, it, to me, this
0: is, this is not yet, no, this is exactly what we expected, and it's just straight up interesting. Even more interesting is seeing the graph from December 2017, which is cool as well. Um. yeah I, I really don't it know is, yeah. I don't know who would go buy a 7 Plus at the moment because like, if you went for the Plus phones generally you were willing to spend a little bit more and you were probably maybe a little more into tech than your average person Um, and you probably wouldn't be buying a 7 Plus they're not even well priced, the 7 is a good price personally I think so uh, but if you want a big phone you're going to get the S Max or the 8 Plus Um. so yeah the 8 Plus is still a good buy I think I really like my dad's A Plus. I agree. Every time I pick it up, I have a little nostalgia for it because it is the pinnacle of the bezel and home button design. It it's never getting it's never getting any better than that. The first ten years of iPhone that is what it came to. So, yeah, it's it's a good phone, the A Plus. But yeah, no, ten hours not doomed. Uh, I feel like we're trying to make a point that isn't a thing anymore. Uh, (laughs) Yeah,
1: it's just. I mean, I guess from like. Yeah, my own life. I mean, the two people close to me that have bought iPhones recently, since this has come out, might I add, they've both been 10Rs, um, which because it just makes sense for 99 percent of people. I would say, you know, it. I, I, you know, we've both said it before. It's hard to recommend the 10s Max to anyone over the 10R unless you really care about it. You know, mm. um, it is hard, and it's hard for people to also see the value as well. You know, why am I paying an extra, you know, £350 for a phone that's a little bit bigger? Um, <laughs> that's about it, really. So, next topic.
0: Uh, you put this one in here so you can talk about it. So, Let's talk about cars again.
1: Let's do it. Let's go down this rabbit hole. The reason I latched onto this article is because it's kind of like the resurrection of something we really haven't heard very much about recently. I would say it's been quite a while since we've heard any rumours about... Um, any uh, car, auto car stuff coming out of Apple. Project, of, Titan. Is it, Project Titan. Project yeah, Titan. Project Titan. Project um, Titan. We've heard that they're moving more towards sort of, um, uh, you know, the software side of things rather well, we've, than the you know, no, yeah, physical car.
0: Well, yeah, we heard that, but we've also heard that
1: since then, no, it's gone back to physical car. And given the fact that our next topic is that Apple hires Tesla's head of electric powertrains, um, well, that's that's not software, <laughs> you know. That is definitely not software. Um which I think is really cool. Uh so this guy is called oh, Michael something. I can't pronounce that. Oh, I'm not, I I'm not S
0: <sighs> Shwekuch Oh, goodness. Um I think it Schweikach, yeah, Schweikach. Right, I think Michael
1: so. Michael We've probably still butchered that, but uh, probably. I feel yeah. sorry. For him. I, I apologize. Um, anyway, uh, that's quite a big loss for Tesla. Uh, he's been with them a really long time. Um, he's one of the most experienced engineers. Uh, so it's quite a big deal, um, and not just you know for Tesla. That you know, kind of for the for the whole industry. Anyway, um, and it's not just. Tesla he's worked on. He's worked on some big names. He has worked on the BMW i8. He's worked on the Porsche 918 Spyder, um, along with, you know, less high-end. You've got, you know, the new Volvo XC90, which is a very good car um, for different reasons. Um, and now, at the moment, he's responsible for Tesla's sort of drive units um, and everything from manufacturing to validation, it says here, uh, all done in their gigafactory in uh, Fremont, California. Um so, yeah, this is a big hire for them. You know, they're clearly pouring a lot of money into this thing, um, which is exciting. I feel like this was a, sort of a glimmer of hope for me after uh, the Chemat that shall not be named was cancelled. We hear of something that we haven't heard from for a while. So, yeah, what do you think? Well, the Apple car is one of those things that was a
0: joke for many years. And then I think it was sort of 2014-ish. It became serious. Um, and then it sort of up and down, up and down, wherever anything's going on about it, until they sort of brought Bob Mansfield out of retirement. I remember Bob Mansfield. Yeah. And then he retired, I think it was around 2012-ish. Um, was it that long ago? It was quite a long time ago, but then he's he's 2013, I've got it here. Um, and then it was confirmed he would continue to work on special projects under CEO Tim Cook. Didn't hear anything from him for a while. And then in 2016, um, came out that he's been he's been leading Project Titan. And we've heard nothing from him. Um, and it's going to be weird if they do ever bring this car to market. I assume there'd be a somewhat keynote for it which used to sound weird, a keynote for a car, but no, Tesla made that like a like a thing now, like a tech keynote for a car. Um, and we'll probably have Bob Mansfield up on stage for the f- or in the, at least in the video for the first time in ever. Um, yeah, it, I think this is cool. Personally, I, I was always slightly disappointed when it sounded like Apple were going back to just making the platform. Um, so we will see. We will see. But uh, I'm glad it sounds like they're actually making something again. Uh, I'm also glad they've got someone like, uh, oh, I've forgotten his name again already. What was his name? Michael Swicklitz. Swicklitz. Uh, uh Someone who is clearly experienced and knows what they're doing, working on it. Um, yeah, I, I think this is happening. When, though? I remember the original time frame when it was all rumored in sort of 14 was look for the early 2020s. Obviously, a car takes a long time to make, especially when you're used to making computers. Um, I'd imagine we're getting close. Closer.
1: I hope so. I'd Maybe. imagine
0: it takes longer to make the software than the actual physical car.
1: For something like this, cars have been done before. You know, I don't. The car isn't going to be groundbreaking. Um, kind of like Apple Card, I guess, is a good analogy. You know, the, the physical kind of side of things isn't going to be groundbreaking. It's still a credit card. It's still a car. But the way it's delivered, hopefully, will be somewhat. That's what I'd assume. That would be my takeaway anyway. Yeah, I
0: think we're, pro- we're probably in the stage now of let's integrate this platform and software we made. We have a physical car and they've hired this guy from Tesla to make that a reality. Uh, they probably got drawings and preliminary ideas of what it, what it, what it's gonna look like. Um, but I'd imagine we're in. I can see stage. it being
1: but ugly.
0: I, I, yeah, me too. Honestly, I me don't too. hold
1: out many hopes for it being a good-looking car.
0: No, 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 genuinely, me neither.
1: I hope all I can say is that
0: everything about it will be cool. And people quite often say to me, "Is this is this Apple car actually happening? I bet it's going to be beautiful." I'm just always like, "Nah, we will wait and see," because I can see it being. I
1: guarantee you, it will look like an ugly, um,
0: Model X. That's what I'm thinking. A A more ugly Model uh, X. I think it might be an ugly, ugly
1: Model X. You know what? You know what? Um, this. So, have you seen the? What's it called? Hold on, let me find it cool yes have you seen the honda um urban ev concept Hmm. it was a pre-production model was shown this year at geneva um now i actually really like it um, you know what i actually am i'm, I'm so quite do a little I. fan of honda's i hondas really like cool. this
0: what, isn't it adorable uh...
1: It shouldn't really be nice.
0: nice, but it's cool. It
1: shouldn't be nice, but it is. And the interior as well. It's so, like, 70s art deco, but I love it. I really, really like it. Why do they and look like I'm a Mark I quite... GTI? Like, that's what... It does, doesn't it? I think it's the cir- like like the, the black gr- front grille and, like, the circular headlights, I think. And
0: look at the wheels as
1: well. They just... Yeah, the, like, the overall shape. But it's really good. I really like it. And it's refreshing to see something that looks good, but is... Different enough that you can tell it's an electric car, if that makes sense. Um, I I really like it, actually. Uh, I shouldn't, but I do. I want one. I actually want one, genuinely flat out. I would buy this uh, if I was in the market for one. I genuinely would. I think
0: this is what I can see cars looking like. It looks like a it looks like a Taycan, but but yeah, everyday car. It's just, it looks like it's from the same era as a Porsche Taycan. I, I see that. But why are the doors opening the wrong way? Why do you have to do that? Come on.
1: Come that's, on. I think that's just the concept. I think they've gotten rid of that for the pre-production one. Yeah, they I have. Ho- I hope that's so, so, because the concept. it's just so
0: unnecessary.
1: They have. So it has changed a bit from the concept. It doesn't look as cool as the concept did, but it still looks very close. And I really like it. I really I do. I like it.
0: I really, I, I love the vibes from it. It's literally like a Mark One Golf. It's really cool. It is.
1: I, I think it's super cool, and uh, hopefully, actually, early 2020, as soon as. So this is actually close as well. This car, um, I want one actually. Will you buy one? If I had the money, yeah. Unfortunately, I'm not in the market for an electric car, but if I did, then I would. That's awesome.
0: Would you buy the Apple Car?
1: Would you buy Project Titan? I mean. Yeah, probably. Um, (laughs) Unless it's the ugliest thing on the planet and the cool bits isn't enough to redeem it, you know? I feel like it's going to be the ugliest thing on the planet regardless. You know, it's going to be a really ugly BMW i3, um, which aren't lookers to begin with. Um, But hopefully all the cool stuff they do with it makes me forget about how it looks from the outside. I would imagine it it would be a very nice place to be in, I imagine the interior is going to be quite nice, but the exterior is going to be horrible.
0: A Tom's Guide article. Okay, this is new for the topic list. Um, Oh, also from the 24th of January. What was going on on the 24th of January? Uh, Apple (laughs) hired or poached um, Samsung's head of battery development back in January. Uh, So, I've never understood... This whole rhetoric of Samsung batteries being a lot better than Apple batteries. Because from my limited experience, I haven't noticed any significant gains of a Samsung battery. Other than when they used to explode. But, you know, that's what happens when you ship a product too early when uh, you don't do proper thermal management. Ghost is in the thermal corner. As you know, they just they just killed <laughs> all those. Um, yeah, the corner doesn't exist anymore. That corner's gone. Um, do you think this will make a
1: tangible difference or, or what? I'm, you can look at sort of, you know, the actual nitpicky of the article and, you know, how obviously, yes, or is this really going to make a difference to batteries and things like that in, in a real sense? But I think to look at, to you've got to look at the bigger picture here, which is clear that Apple want to do better as far as batteries go you know they are actively hiring and they've actively poached the head of samsung's batteries department now whether you know that is going to have a big impact and whether samsung batteries are better or that doesn't really matter the point is is that apple are making hiring moves because they want to make better batteries you know i think you've got to kind of look more at the bigger picture here and that, you know, whether oh, whether Samsung batteries are better or whether they're not, it's kind of immaterial here. I think the fact that Apple are making aggressive hiring decisions in this market can only be a good thing. You know, that all that means is that, you know, they they want to, they recognize that, you know, batteries... Ah, batteries, lithium-ion batteries need to get better. You know, they're the cause of so many issues. Can just, like, uh, make them cycle better, you know, all these kinds of things. Um, whether Apple will be the ones to sort of really take the next step in battery tech, who knows. But at least this kind of shows that they are interested in it. You know, which obviously they should be for a company that, you know, relies on lithium-ion batteries quite a lot. But yeah, I mean, I think it's just a good sort of indication that Apple care about this, and this is sort of where they're going with it.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting. I think it's all just a bit misleading that it happened to be Samsung. I think they could approach someone from anywhere, um, but it's because it's Samsung. It, it.
1: Yeah, I think it's more the fact that they are hiring, you know, the right people, regardless mm-hmm. of where they're from.
0: Yep. I'm going to end the show on a downer. Uh, so... Gerard Williams III, the Senior Director of Platform Architecture at Apple, has sadly left the company. This happened the same day that the mat that shall not be named was officially laid to rest. So it kind of got ignored a little bit. Um, he has been instrumental to the development Of every Apple-designed A-series chip since the A7 to the 64-bit transition, um, all the way up until the A12X.
1: This this is is really
0: sad. Uh, Wait, do you know where he's gone? Do we know where he's gone? Or
1: no, I don't think it's been. I don't. I don't think we know anything. I think we just know that he's gone.
0: (laughs) Now, obviously, a chip team isn't one man, but it's gonna. It's gonna be a pro- problem. In even it may be a minor problem.
1: Yeah, it's gonna have a negative impact on the team. Yeah, uh,
0: because Apple's chip development is just brilliant.
1: And Lex, you're a fan of ARM chips, right? It is. It is really good. I am a big fan of ARM chips. I must admit, when I when I found this today and put it in the in the topics, I did go on a bit of a probably like a good hour tangent of just oh. Just reading up on -on system-on-a-chips and stuff. Oh, they're so cool. Yeah, they're they're, they're a little package. Um,
0: They're the whole package.
1: They are. They are. Um, You know, I mean, what, the A12? The A12 was the first, you know, seven nanometer node, you know, sort of. It was the first publicly available one. Um, Qualcomm, oh, sorry, uh, what was it? Huawei's Kirin 980, I think it is. Was technically announced first, but the A12 shipped first, so they win. Um, And oh, I just hope this doesn't have a negative impact. I hope not. I think it's got like oh no. I hope it doesn't. I hope this is okay. But I'm quietly concerned.
0: It would be the worst kind. It would be the if it has a really massive negative issue. It would be the worst time for it it to happen. Seeing as
1: (laughs) <laughs> arm chips are coming to the mac this, they, this is this is, could be bad yeah. like they, they they are build they've been ramping up to this for years and they want all of their own chips and all of their own products which as far as i'm concerned considering apple's track record their silicon record with their team has been so good i want it to happen and i want it to continue being good but now the head of that team has just left that you know it just doesn't bode well i suppose um, you know, they're at a really critical moment here that they're expanding, you know, their own, um, you know, SOCs beyond just, uh, you know, their their mobile devices. You know, they're thinking about, you know, putting them in Macs and, you know, more and more stuff. And this is a really critical time. And I hope that this doesn't have a negative impact, as I've said. Um, but I guess only time will tell. Time will
0: tell indeed. And uh, fingers crossed it won't be too much of a negative. Um, so I'm going to end the show on a slightly more interesting thing because I I lied. I'm not going to let us finish on that uh, because I really didn't want... Yeah. Oh, (laughs) thank God. So there is a... uh, I don't even know how to pronounce that, that Instagram handle, but there's an account you should go check out. It's called Film Tourismus. So that's spelled film, tour, is, M U S. Not sure what they're they're getting at there I may be missing something obvious, but this account basically goes around the world, finds film locations, takes a photo from the film and prints it off on literal photo paper like your standard small photo, and holds it up perfectly in the shot to fill the gap where an iconic movie scene happened and it's just really interesting and I highly
1: recommend. Sorry, can you just spell that out again for me? I can't find it. Film, film.
0: tour. I-S-M-U-S. Oh, I found it. I found it. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. But it's really cool. It is cool. Imagine doing that, going around the world looking for these filming locations just for the gram. Someone has
1: too much time on their hands.
0: Too much time and money.
1: Polaroids are expensive. They are. I'm just printing f- pictures on film, you know.
0: Not to mention all the, the travel.
1: Oh, yeah, that as well, I guess.
0: Yeah. It's also Ewan McGregor's birthday today.
1: Oh, is it? Hello there.
0: Oh, I love Revenge of the Sith. (laughs) Uh, That's a great movie. Well, I think that pretty much does it anyway. Um, It does, yeah. April's, yeah,
1: it's past month. Yeah, it's... Not that we're even in April yet.
0: So we're actually only going to end up recording once in April.
1: I would like to point out we will be in April in 20 minutes. Oh, yeah. Mad,
0: but we'll be done by then.
1: 19. T-minus 19 minutes to April. So
0: this episode will be out on the 9th of April. (laughs) And it's not April yet.
1: That is horrendous.
0: Crazy. And, uh...
1: If something major happens, we've got to, like, record another bit. Yeah,
0: yeah. If something major happens... If Tim dies. If if Tim dies, we'll just slot it in. Um... If something,
1: uh... Which... which, is, Is this an air power um... Funeral or a Tim funeral?
0: If air power comes out in the morning cause, uh, cause April Fool's, right? Don't. It's worth mentioning that in twenty minutes it will be the forty third anniversary of Apple's formation. Um which is cool.
1: Oh that's cute.
0: Which is cool, man. It's cool. Um first of April nineteen seventy six. Um so we next need to record on some point between the tenth and seventeenth of April. So that's quite a while away. The thing is, though, if if something major does happen and we record it and slot it in here, no one will know we did it. (laughs) So they, they, they,
1: I mean, we'd know, and we wouldn't be able to live with ourselves. We'd know,
0: but like people could be listening to this right now, and one of the topics we mentioned earlier, maybe we, uh, maybe we, I guess which one? I don't know. Was it Tim dying? That was it. Airpower dying. (sighs) Which one didn't we know? You know we can't release this episode if Tim dies because we'll be like in
1: in a cell somewhere for a while, awaiting trial. <laughs> we will be. I do you reckon Apple have a like a? They have a black site. I mean, obviously they have black sites for like R and D purposes, but like for I don't want to say political prisoners because it's not political. Political
0: it's just prisoners.
1: <laughs> tech tech prisoners. It it's where they shoved the guy that found found that iPhone. In the toilet.
0: <laughs> what Gizmodo? The journalist from Gizmodo is <laughs> yeah. just hiding in a black
1: site yeah. somewhere near Cupertino. Oh, he's not hiding. He's being held. He's being
0: held in a Cupertino black site.
1: Offshore. Uh,
0: what? Ah.
1: Uh, that's where we'll we'll record a live episode if we if we get there. I can't wait till we do our first live episode. Cupertino black site. What's the name of this episode? No, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear, we're only 13, T-minus 13 minutes to April Falls and Air Power's launch.
0: Oh, I was going to leave a dead horse on Mark's bed for April Falls.
1: <laughs>
0: I was going to leave half a dead horse on his bed to get back for the Andrew Garfield saga.
1: <laughs> oh no. Because,
0: like, he, he totally did one on me there. <laughs> Thank you very much for listening to this episode. If you want to get in touch with us, you can send us an email using podcast at com. If you want to find the show notes for this week or any links to other things we may have discussed or referenced in the show, you can find them at blueincode.com forward slash T-B-I-S forward slash 13. Unlucky for some. Or you should be able to see them in your podcast player as long as it isn't something from the Stone Ages. Uh, I've been Jack Taylor and I write blueincode.com you can find me on Instagram or Twitter as at a Jack Taylor. just to clarify that's at a j a c k t-a-y-l-o-r as always I've been joined by my co-host Lex McCohen and you can find him on Instagram or the Twitter as at amcohen to clarify that is at
1: you're going to spell that one out as well
0: I am. Ready? Here we go. A-M-A-C-E-O-G-H-A-I-N. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we will see you in two weeks' time. Goodbye. Bye-bye. You know what? We did that episode and totally glossed over the fact there was a massive
1: iPhone 11 leak. <laughs> oh, wait, what? I haven't seen the this. schematics with that hideous camera bump. Oh my god. Yeah, we don't that's, we don't even give airtime to that horrible thing. Uh oh, goodness. If they ship that, I swear to god. So that that render of the
0: the hideous cluster on the back of the iPhone 11. Um no. It, the schematics have leaked which could be just fake based on said render uh of that
1: basically um, yeah, not cool. I'd give all of my, ch- I would give my firstborn, sacrifice my firstborn, for that not to come true. I'm gonna say
0: it right now. I think it's gonna come true. Like I think this is the design. I have oh, as soon as. I- Don't make me kill honestly, my first. as soon as I saw this schematic, I'm like, yeah, I think that's legit. You know, honestly, I do, and I'm I'm not pleased about that. But it's like when I've.
1: You can't be godfather to a dead baby. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I'll take I'll walk him up to the-, the sacrificial platform um and kill him with you. Oh, he died for a good cause. You're not just sacrificing You're assuming it's a him. Yeah, it will be I've seen him. Oh okay. You're sacrificing the cashback and your child. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh I don't need either. We can't
0: talk about killing our children on this show. Like, we don't need to go into that.
1: It's hypothetical,
0: they might not release it.